Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome everybody to Saturday Wrap Live, and I'm back. Some would say better than ever. I do believe I've got a knack for making things better, but we'll see how this episode proceeds. Yes, after my one-week hiatus, never you mind, Ryan Gallagher, what I was up to. I'm back to take my rightful place as host of Saturday Draft Live, the best show on the SSR, and joined by the man who brilliantly filled in for me uh, last week, Jack Graham. You know, it's a it's a pleasure, Scott. You know, I'm always here to to step up to the step up to the plate and all that. Just a, just a shame that there was all sorts of blasphemy getting said about you, about potentially just you being dead. You know, what what what's, what's also my intent to think about that in the spot. <laughs> yes, yeah, let's soon go to the set man who said over dramatically said tonight our trio becomes uh, just two or something like that. Like I even had to message you after I did that episode. Like, lad, I took a week off. I'm not dead. <laughs> in my fairness it was i only said it was for one week only and you know i'm surprised you didn't appreciate a good uh, a good lion king quote because it is the best disney film ever never mind simba's pride by the way <laughs> and david campbell has just re-quit the podcast earlier than he usually does <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do appreciate a good disney quote but just it was just the over dramaticness of it and i'm like i was i was waiting for leave the memories alone to play underneath it was that sad but Thank you, I do appreciate you guys uh, stepping up last week, and David Campbell was, for all joking aside, a good, uh, cool guest last week, and as was Ryan. But joining us this week, we've got another guest. He's having some difficulty in the table, and we'll definitely delve into that as the show goes on. He once said to me on, I believe it was Quiz Showdown 2, that if I ever appear on Saturday Draft Live, my Saturdays must be getting really dull. Quacko, how are your Saturdays going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this is what it feels like when you're Donald Trump and you read your tweets one year later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there, was there ever a more perfect analogy? <laughs> As you can see, I have maximum conviction for what I say. <laughs> uh, but we're not here to talk about people like Donald Trump we're here to talk about uh, the draft and we'll start as we always do with the top three of the table and number three this week is Roman Reigns you know he's always going to be in the in the top three he is like the universal champion to talk he wasn't wrestling this week he was there but and Paul Heyman took on Adam Pearce because that's a perfectly normal sentence to say out loud in 2021, but I'll go Jack first. Uh, you got anything to add about Roman Reigns that we haven't said already? You know, it's, it's rare that he's not like number one in the top three, but I think it was just one of those kind of stop get weeks for Roman before he inevitably like gains Ryan uh, way more points with a fall by a successful defense at the Rumble. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much it. Like obviously, the, this kind of week before your kind of big pay per views is always just a bit of a bit of a fill. I mean to to try and provide some sort of shock in the story. Obviously, Roman got put through the, the a table in the SmackDown, but that still gets him six points, still appears a lot of times. It's something that we've said quite a lot with this new kind of character change of Roman. You're not going to get as many 
big matches with him now, but he is going to appear a lot and as that captain. He's as a no wonder he's a regular in the top three every week. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. And I love the fact that Paul Heyman was wrestling this week. You know, Paul Heyman, I just remember there, the New York draft team, Jack. And like, I get you, you drafted him as a tag wrestler. But for this week only, he had the chance to maybe potentially gain some points for him as a wrestler, which I don't think he ever expected. That would have been, see, you know, imagine Paul Heyman won. That would be unbelievable. That would in class. But hey, I've, it's, I'll, I'll say now, since we're on the topic of Paul Heyman, I'm going to be changing my captain from Cody Rhodes to Paul Heyman for the last week of the draft, obviously, with the, the, the Rumble coming into play. Uh, if Heyman appears, that's four points. And I don't have, since Lana's just been inexplicably written off TV, I don't have anyone that's going to appear in the Rumble. So I need someone just to be on that show. And if, if, if Heyman, you know, he'll appear during the match, two or three backstage segments, that's 16 points for the night. It's better than nothing, so I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Fair enough. Uh... Speaking of Roman and the Rumble, before we move on to number two in the table, Quacker, someone on your team is Kevin Owens. And I'm sure mm. you, most of all, is probably hoping, even though like your position the table, like one last bit of uh, boost, if like Kevin Owens somehow wins the Universal title. Uh, in you, your mind, what's you're the getting like, white, aren't you? I have been brought here on my very dull Saturday to boost your ratings and this is how you treat me. How shocking of that. I, I can't believe this. But as soon as you ask, there's quite a pertinent question there, Scott. Um, to be honest, in, in a few few of the weeks, Kevin Owens has actually cost me some points, especially with his championship losses that happened on pay-per-view, happened on SmackDown, whatever have you. So, yeah, I have lost a few good number of points. Kevin Owens was a bit of a gamble, but hindsight, not the best choice, but oh well, as what it is. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't really talking about it. I was just wondering to you if you think there is a likelihood, even a small one, if he does win the, the title, because yes, it won't give you the season, but I think then that does mean that it takes you above who's currently in eighth, ninth, and eighth, which means you wouldn't finish last. In the season, which is something, what do you think the likelihood of Owens actually winning at the Rumble? Very slim because Roman's going to media with the bell. Yeah, Quacko, if, if, if Kevin Owens wins at the Royal Rumble, I'll transfer you a fiver as soon as that three can, that uh, ten count for the last man standing thing happens. You'll transfer me a fiver? Game uh, on. Yeah, Kevin Owens wins. <laughs> game on. Game on. <laughs> there you but, go, it's, uh, it's recorded now, so that's. Uh, I hope you follow through. Some I, agreement. Well, of course, since, of course. Since I had to furlough Daniel as his um, business manager, I'm now thinking about furloughing myself. Business is very slow at the moment, so I'll take any money coming my way. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, uh, the main reason I ask is because, like, Kevin Owens has been really good in this like, storyline with uh, Roman, so it gave me a little bit of doubt that he could win the match of the Rumble, so I don't want to like, rule it out completely. But we have Sasha Banks, and at seven points, she got a, a win over Reginald uh, mm-hmm. on SmackDown, uh, well as Samali. Uh, she's my captain. I'm, I'm happy with that. It, it's, it's a weird match to see on a SmackDown, uh, Sasha Banks in this match. Has anyone got any thoughts on what happened on SmackDown if they've seen it? All I can say is, is that Reginald He's got moves. Like he, he was flipping all over the shop. It was uh, it was actually quite entertaining to watch. But uh, yeah, big points for Sasha. You know, it's it was a fairly convincing, easy win for her. And obviously, being your captain, you know, it was it, it, they might as well just give you the points for that one. So it's and Sasha Banks has been a pretty consistent performer all season. You know, she's not she's no stranger to being the top three of the week, and she's currently eighth in the top ten overall with thirty eight points, just behind Cody uh, in seventh place on with forty points. Because mm, I was hoping for big things coming into SmackDown because you also had Biggie in a title match. But oh, let's talk about Sami Zayn for a second. That ginger prick. Yeah, it's probably all right to get involved in the IC title match, but you couldn't have the consistency to hit Biggie for. Okay. For clarification, when you say ginger prick, which one are you talking about? <laughs> the one that appears on SmackDown with that. All right, that's right. Built the side who conveniently is another ginger fix uh, a member of another ginger fix team but 
well, you know, no, <clears throat> we'll not beat that dead horse. But the fact that he came in and he attacked Apollo first, which means technically Big E lost in a championship match by DQ, and it's all because of Sami Zayn. What a guy. What a guy. Top, top man, Sammy. Fuck off, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, for that, we'll stick with you, Dave, for a second. Mm-hmm. Because your uh, captain, Asuka, I believe she's still your captain, she did lose on Raw to Alexa Bliss, mm-hmm. but she still showed up on SmackDown. Now she's able to do as one half of the Women's Tag Team Champions. And with us, one half of the Women's Tag Champions, alongside uh, Charlotte Flair, she got a non-title win over the Riot Squad, who puts her at number one of the top three with 11 points. And uh, all really has to be said is I, I shared the, the graphic of this in the group chat last night when it was announced. I just put David Hockney rejoices. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a good boost for me at the end of the week, given that, you know, even though Asuka lost to Alexa Bliss, she still had at least a few appearance points here and there. So that's what saved me from getting a... Uh, getting nothing from Raw, and this uh, the sort of, it almost felt like an exhibition match, but you know what, I'll take points where I can get them, like a captaincy win, and also champion's advantage in some aspects as well, so and that actually moves Asuka once again to the number one in the top ten of the season, overtaking Drew McIntyre uh, with 86 points overall, like Asuka has been, she's become in, she's ended up in the same tier as Drew and Roman when it comes to first round picks, like she's a must-have for future seasons uh, and I can't believe you know she, she was left until eight in this season's first round picks to be selected mm-hmm. yeah it's been, especially since season five she's become like a top because like she was out in season five and then that's when she had that run of like being raw women's champion consolidated segments with Bailey and Sasha and she, like a lot of people saying she was the MVP of uh, that particular era and then obviously ever since she's been consistently in that title scene, now she's a double champion, so she continues like, to be a must-have. There is no way that she's going to she's gonna be at least, what either if she's not in the top three, she'll be in the top five of contenders chosen, because there is no way anybody else should be prioritising her, Drew, or Roman behind anybody else that's been selected in this season. Not even Bailey, who had a hell of a season last year from WrestleMania to SummerSlam. And I talked about you lost to Alexa Bliss, who's on Kwaku's team. Uh, now, Alexa Bliss is your uh, lowest performing player with uh, 10 points, but this is still a big deal that she got a, a win over the, the current Raw Women's Champion. Do mm. you think Kwaku there is a chance? Like, I've seen a lot of rumours that this is going to lead to a match at the, the Rumble, which is interesting because I think a lot of people would have assumed that somehow this partnership with Charlotte was going to lead to a match between those two. At the the rumble at some point, do you think there's a possibility that before the season ends, that Alexa Bliss could win the Raw Women's Championship as this new kind of fiend-like persona that she's got going on? I was gonna more put it down to see my original thinking for picking Alexa Bliss. She was my first pick. I actually picked her first because I thought she was gonna be the big strong contender to win the actual Royal Rumble match. I never foresaw her. Get, like potentially getting a Raw Women's Championship match to be honest, it was purely for the Royal Rumble, hence why I'm actually I'm seeing her prominent now more, my current captain is Darby Allen. I'm thinking about changing it to Alexa Bliss now because I can see a bit of a momentum with her now um, so I, I I'm still in the camp that I think she's going to enter the Royal Rumble and win that more then actually win the Royal Women's Championship. Who knows? See, uh, just to argue that point, Scott, there was a graphic on SmackDown which showed her as one of the participants in the Royal Rumble. So she doesn't look like she's going to be getting a title match at the Rumble. But that, again, puts into question what Asuka's role is going to be because Charlotte's been advertised for the Rumble as well. That kind of leaves Asuka hanging dry a bit. Uh, so it's maybe maybe think a little bit. Obviously, you've got, you've got until, like, I would... And, you know, and it's in the show for, for ratings and that, of course, if you want to change a captain, but if you're going to do it, I would change it to Alexa Bliss. Well, on that to... note, for, as is good for business, I might as well. I'm going to change my captain to Alexa Bliss right here, right now. Let's make it happen. All right, that is the official. I was going to say, if you're going to do it, you're probably going to do it now because next week is the, the Rumble. And uh, I think it was Dave Talking who once tried to change his captain the last week of the draft when he then realised that's not how it works. So it has to 
going to affect the following Monday. So, mm-hmm. Dan, you've done. Yes, yes, lesson learned. What did you say, Dave? I was just saying, yeah, yeah, lesson learned. Yeah. But you're still number one, so I was like, where who am I, say? But, talking about the Rumble, though, I think given like the current version of Alexa, I mean, she has appeared a lot as this new character in time for Randy Orton, so it was a smart pick. I see why you you put her on your team, and I can see, like, given that she's lost, like, scoring memory to your team, why there could be some frustration, but Actually, I wouldn't rule her out as a potential winner of the, the Women's Rumble because the Women's Rumble, especially of the two, is the one that's hardest, I think, to predict. I mean, some people say Bailey, and some people I buy, I mean, uh, David Campbell. Some people say Rhea Ripley. Like well, this could be a kind. I think she can even get down to the final few and get quite a few eliminations, and those eliminations are still worth quite a few points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I even, I even pitched on a Central as three faces of Alexa, Style thing like Mick Foley back in '98. So if uh, that does if that does happen, if they do listen to me, which they should, that would be even extra points for you. But I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. This is where you basically see the story of the underground, uh, underground underdog story, where I just rock it up to the table, <laughs> and then I'll be caught by one point behind Hockney, and then Evo boo Hockney because I lost by one point. <laughs> the Twitter campaign. The Twitter campaign started already. I'm going to get everybody to march down on the West End and stand outside uh, Hockney Capital Residence. And I'll get some guy with some horns to storm into his house, even though there's meant to be a pandemic on. But they will stand in front of They will take all his certificates, even the, um, his fruit bowl, uh, all his food <laughs> in the fridge, everything. They will riot down on Hockney because... I'm telling you, this one is going to be stolen from me. It sounds like you just called an insurrection on my house, Quacko. <laughs> the people have spoken. <laughs> They've had the resistance. Oh, for <laughs> sake. And the interesting thing about your team as well, Quacko, is obviously uh, you've got Bianca Belair as well. Mm. I, I don't think she'll win, but there's every chance she could be like the 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 longest like participant in that match or the one that gets like, the most eliminations. So that'll be like, mm-hmm. extra points for you as well. So I like, you do, I you do stand a good chance of not finishing last this season. That was my, that was my OG thinking. But like when I was doing my draft, I was thinking Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. So I picked Alexa Bliss because I thought she was going to win, and I picked Bianca Belair because I mean last year, last year she eliminated eight people, and she is like in my, I just love Bianca Belair. She's just my favorite. Uh, women's superstar at the moment I, um, I, I just love her so I picked her naturally for that I do have a statistic about your team as well Kwaku, like okay. even though you're even though you're currently at the bottom of the table you're the only drafter this season who, where his whole team has scored at least 10 points, so all your team members are in double digits, everyone else has at least one member less than 10 points, and the closest person to you is Jack, who just needs one more point for Miro and Sabian to get 10 points and then he, all his team will be double digits so it, it is quite it's quite a mad statistic if you think about it because you're the only person where every member looks it's a very well-rounded team you've got with everybody scoring mm-hmm. at least 10 points see i'm a big team player all you uh-huh. gd bastards out there with your one one hit wonders like Asuka, roman and all that i mean i'm jealous and i'm hating still but <laughs> uh, if there was going to be a team award then i should win that I mean, you've certainly got the most uh, well-rounded team of everybody, and it's it's just crazy. To th- it's just I think your issue has been you've never had that really big standout player, and I think that's what's key for a winning team. You need someone who's going to lead the charge, whereas everybody else is there for extra support. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, there we are. Uh, in terms <laughs> of in terms of draft, I have team of the season. Make it happen, come on. <laughs> I know Zach Gibson was a bit of a, a wise pick on your part because I think. Uh, he's the fourth highest, uh, no, sorry, fifth highest last round pick. Uh, you know, as part of Grizzled Young Vets, they're getting a lot of exposure in the in the Dusty Classics. So mm-hmm. that, I think that was quite a smart pick. You know, the last pick's not often meant to be a big scorer, but it's uh, it's certainly propping your team up, that's for sure. See, I'm a, I'm a all-round guy. It's just a shame that I'm an all-round last place guy as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca Belair was a, a smart pick because, as I said, yeah, she had a hell of a point. I think she kind of dominated the first half 
of last year's Women's Rumble. She and Charlotte both had eight eliminations each, and obviously Charlotte went on to win it. But I do think Bianca Belair in the next couple of years is a future Women's Rumble winner, and she'll be one of those people who often has a, a good performance in the Rumble. So mm. I, I'd, I'd watch it for her as well uh, next Sunday at the, the Rumble. But we'll move on quickly. We'll come back to your team in a second, Cracker, but we'll go to yeah, the leaderboard at the minute. We'll go to Purgatory first with uh, David Campbell at 89 points. And Graham McRobbie has 127 points. Uh, so there's like, there's like a, almost a 30-point difference between the two. Uh, so and David Campbell will still insist on that the gap closed in and he talked a lot about the uh, how Bailey, he has Bailey to win the Rumble and that will help him because also the Rumble points are very valuable. Uh, we are going to have Graham McRobbie on next week to give his side of what he thinks it's going to take for him to keep this gap like wide and like win purgatory over David Campbell. Um, Grant can have uh, the most horrific injury in all of his picks. He's still winning that. I'm sorry. I do think that, again, David Campbell is putting all his chips on the fact that he thinks Bailey could win the Rumble. And I, I'm not saying she can't. But all I am saying is that if Bailey gets eliminated uh, in the Rumble and doesn't like, end up in the final two or doesn't win it, then he's fucked. There's no way the gap is closing. She's getting, she's getting eliminated by Bianca. You watch. You can just tell that's going to happen. That's, mm-hmm. Or they'll either end up eliminating themselves. Oh, no. They've said that now. Oh, no. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll eliminate each other in some <laughs> convoluted way. That's the seed of doubt planted. If Bailey eliminates Bianca Belair, you hear checking the news, Lindsay burns to the ground and <laughs> the man rages. <laughs> That's about right. We'll go to the top 10 of the week. We have Kwaku, as I said, he's in last 102 and a half points. Uh, we have Strike, 106 points, not too far ahead, as is Derek, we're 107. That's why I said if like Bill Atlas or Kevin Owens pulls it out at the Rumble, you can jump over those to finish at least 8th or 7th. 7th uh, is Ross, 121, who you can tell he didn't listen to last week's show because he hasn't said anything about you, you guys basically caught him a bottle merchant basically last week. <laughs> uh, the, the downfall of Ross continues. He was first for the good for a good few weeks at the start of the season. Look where he is now. Mm-hmm. See what happens when he doesn't have someone else to pick a team for him. But we have Jack uh, at 122 points, just one point ahead of him. Last week's last season's winner, Jack, what's happening? It's almost as if right, 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 right. Right, let's 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 clear this up. Obviously, we've 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 obtained our goal of all the SDL boys winning the draft. You know what I mean? I came out straight away knowing that I was going to be drafting last. Wait, wait a minute! <laughs> you standing there with Adam Cole. We had the prophecy. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it was written in the stars, bucket. <laughs> so right, it's, it was done. But I I said I said to you is that I was going to like pretty much draft a meme team, draft a joke team. I'll be the only two folk that isn't a meme or a joke in this is Cody and Shotzi. But we on rough, Paul Hayne and Lara and me will say, you know, the rest. But fucking, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm, I'm mid-table. I've got a chance to break out at the top five of drafting a joke team. Does that not just show how good of a drafter I actually am? I think it does. But I'm, but I'm not even taking it seriously. I'm still doing not bad. And like, this week's wanker statement of the week comes in. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jack, what I'm taking from that is that you've won a previous season, so now you're not taking it seriously anymore. In regards to the fact that the person who's currently in number one and has been for the last few weeks is someone who has won a season in the past. So, really, mate, fuck up your ideas. Well, <laughs> I wasn't taking it seriously because I drafted last. I knew there was no chance in hell, especially with the Rumble season. All the big players would be gone. I'm just having a little bit of fun with it, you know what I mean? Having fun, having a good time, chilling. I've, I've, I've won, mate. I've, I, I did, I did, I've done my thing. I'll come back next season. The tag teams are full going. Draft strategy going on. And I will be the next after David Hockney two-time winner of the draft. I'm not mad, Jack. I'm just disappointed. Lucky <laughs> number five with Stephen Wilson, 131 points. Gary Kernan, he was in the top three. Now I've moved ahead of him. Now I think partly due to Sasha's win on. Then he's got 141.5 points. I've got 147.5 points in third. Brian Gallagher is in 148 points in second. 
30 points behind the number one uh, this week. David Talking, as I said, he's been number one the last uh, few weeks. We've been talking about it in our uh, group chat that this is kind of hot in season to lose. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned last few days that the thing that could hinder you is the lack of rumble representation, yeah. uh, with the exception of maybe Jey Uso, Cedric and Shelton could appear in a role, but unless they're in the ring at the same time, it won't then, count, yeah. Yeah, then we well, won't get any points. I'm actually glad you brought that up, Scott, because we've got one week left of this season. Royal Rumble's next week. I'm 30 points ahead. I've got room for, for maneuverability here. I, I've got a safety net. Uh, so it's not like a, it's a, a hot a hot contest between you know the top three, for example, because that's between you, Ryan, and Gary fighting for, for second place. So with all that being said, and the discussion we had earlier on about you know what's Asuka's role going to be at the Royal Rumble, I don't think she's going to make much of a presence there. Maybe one appearance point for the winner of the Women's Rumble. But so on that basis, I am also going to make a captaincy change. Right. So my new team captain for the last week of the season on the route to the Royal Rumble is going to be Jay Uso. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because he has declared his entry for the Royal Rumble. And I remember Ryan said last week he might end up having quite a strong presence in the Rumble. He could eliminate a few people. He could be he could put in an Iron Man performance. But what's for certain is he is going to appear and he is going to be in the Royal Rumble match. And you know you get points for every elimination uh, as well as, you know, being the Iron Man, getting the most eliminations overall. And yeah, I think Jey Uso is in a better position to score me more points in the Rumble than Asuka is. So that's why I'm going to make that change for the last week. I've learned my lessons from last year and I'm going to capitalize on as many points as possible. Well, strategy gone. Let's see if it pays off. Right. <laughs> hey, can I can I revise something I said earlier? And what it turned out, Jack didn't make the wanker statement of the week. That's now changed hands. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait to who? Me or Scott? Well, what did I say? I'll leave that to you to, to <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> but David, uh, the fact that I said it right after you spoke, I thought that would have been the big clue. But oh well. Oh well. There you go. Oh, still so far over your head, David. Almost knocked the hat off. You <laughs> see that? Oh, Asuka's probably not going to have uh, much of a presence at the the Rumble, given obviously Charlotte's in the the Rumble and this is in the Rumble. Just wait to just wait to bloody Monday. They'll probably change that. Oh, Asuka's going to take on Lacey Evans or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, I'll still get points uh, if Asuka does that. So it's. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. But then you've not got the captaincy of it, which would increase your lead even further. I know, but, you know, I've decided to, to take my chances with this one. You know, Ryan can call me out for playing it safe all the time, but no, I think it's time I made a bold, a bold play. I mean, you talk about Ryan, he is, I think, the best one out of me, Gary, and uh, out of me, Gary, and Tim, we, he has the best chance of catching up to you, because next week he does have Roman, obviously, who will be in that title match against Kevin Owens. Finn Balor is in that tag team match uh, team with Kyle O'Reilly against Quackus Taji, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch, so I think that could go either way. And also he's got Santos Escobar with another title defence against uh, Kurt Stallion. I don't know who that is either. Uh, so, you know, there's always a chance with like two potential uh, title defences and the one week one of them being his captain. That could be enough to catch up to you and, well, See Dakota Kai pops up in the the women's rumble, there's and gets a couple of nations. There's points there because I don't know when her and Raquel Gonzalez's first round match into the classic is going to happen. I don't think that's next week. I haven't uh, really checked, but I think Ryan, looking at his team, has the best chance. I it's I I, I said I said last week. I'm sure that I think that that Ryan's going to win it, but I did think that. There would be this thirty-point gap this week. Do I still see him winning it? I don't know. I think it's going to be closer than what the table makes it out to be just now. Hmm. So, and you guys announced about the uh, the teams next season. We're going to be uh, in teams next season. Uh, one thing we didn't mention is that possibly we have uh, the winner of Purgatory 
both managers of Purgatory are coming into the main season next week, but also the first one who was between these two gets to pick first. And that applies if you get randomly paired with, say, Grant wins Purgatory and you get paired with him, then your team drafts first. But if David Hockney ends up winning the season and you get paired with Hockney, your team drafts last. But Dave, I think mostly some people would say, oh, that's not fair, that haven't they randomly get paired with uh, the draft winner and then draft last. But compared to times when, like, when Jack's had to draft from last place, given that now it's one team making like a single pick each round, mm-hmm. it leaves more options open at the end of each round than it has before because it's kind of half the picks with uh, you know, everyone's teamed up. Uh, it'll be a, hot, a lot more hotly contested season going forward, and it's it's just the the way things can change on a dime. Like even if uh, the winner of Purgatory uh, ends up drafted first, you know the person that drafted last, you know they could be drafted uh, with them. So it's it could really go either way. But I don't. I think the the odds are not in their favour. I think it would be take an extreme, uh, well, an extreme twist of fate, shall we say, to to put those two together. But I think it's definitely going to make the next season a lot more hotly contested, given that it's WrestleMania season. You know what they say, Dave? He who drafts last, drafts hardest. But before we move back to Quacker's uh, team, because that's why we had, we had you on, Quacker, uh, Dave, do you want to quickly run us through the listeners' league for this week? David Campbell is all yep. play if he's still listening, is hotly waiting for the this week's results. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well... No time like the present. Here it comes now. And I have to be honest, the table hasn't really changed that much, except the bottom the bottom half of the team has actually only closed the gap between the top three. So Ryan Dalglee is still at the bottom of the table with the, the socially distanced table uh, on 92 points. <laughs> so so appropriately named. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, no major wins for uh, for Ryan, unfortunately. It's... Uh, but, you know, Sami Zayn did make a few appearances on SmackDown. I think that's the most he gained. But he also has Kaylee Ray on his team, who successfully defended the NXT UK women's title against Ginny. So I suppose that was a nice uh, nice boost for him. Next, we have Tom Brock and the Raw Boys, 127 points. Uh, not much that hasn't already been said about Tom's team. But, you know, as we mentioned, he also has Bianca Belair on his team. And she's uh, been... Smart man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so every chance you know he could you know not finish second to last because uh, he's just two points behind Mark Hume on you done goofed. So, and he's actually the only player in the listeners league to have one person not to score any points, and that is Braun Strowman because he's been MIA this season where with an injury following Survivor Series. Uh, so he's sort of been stuck in the bottom half of the table. It looks like Tom is probably going to overtake him at some point. Uh, into fourth place now, Gary Morris with Quizzy Rascals. Also with Kaylee Ray and his team, he has Rhea Ripley as well, who, as we've said, mentioned, is another favourite to, to win the Rumble. But the difference here is his captain is Drew McIntyre. And I think that's what's keeping him afloat, you know, right in the middle of the table. And that's uh, quite an interesting statistic because all four of these guys in the bottom half of the table, they all have Kaylee Ray as their, four, as their final round pick. So they, eventually that's what's helped them close the gap with that successful NXT UK title defence this week. So... Moving up to 144.5 points in third place, we have Alan Laurie with no team name given. Uh, his captain is Sasha Banks, so she uh, had a successful win against Reggie. He also has Big E on his team, so he's sort of in a similar position to you, Scott. You know, you're both in third place of your respective leagues, and both Sasha and Big E are scoring uh, consistent points, so that's what's keeping them solidly in third. But then we have a bit of a jump now. Again, it's down to the narrowest of margins with Robert Shaw and Colin Blackburn, only one point separating them. Colin Blackburn, second place, Koshi's elite team, 181 points, and Robert Shaw and the Jesters on 182. Like, this could go completely down to the wire between these guys. Uh, but looking at their, at their teams, they both have Drew McIntyre as their team captain. They both have Dakota Kai as their final round pick, so expect some Royal Rumble representation there. Colin has Tony Storm as his second female pick, whereas Robert Shaw has Rhea Ripley. Now, this is quite interesting because one point separates them. Rhea Ripley seems more like a favourite to win the Rumble. Uh, the Drew McIntyre result probably isn't going to make much of a difference, but I think it's going to be their mid-card, uh, their mid-card players that are going to make the difference because Colin Blackburn has Randy Orton and Matt Riddle and Robert Shaw has MJF and Johnny Gargano. Now, Gargano's out of the Dusty Cup now, and it looks like he could be going into a feud with Kushida. 
So, I mean, I think if Gargano can rack up more appearance points in NXT, uh, along with uh, possibly Rhea Ripley making an appearance in the Rumble, I, if I was a betting man, I, it's going to be very close, but I think Robert Shaw is just going to edge it uh, come the end of the season. So, uh, back to you, Scott. Thank you, Dave. Another one. But I agree, <laughs> it's still quite close. I mean, even though it's only one point of separate, it still makes a difference from the last few weeks where they've basically been on the exact same score. It's like being like a half point separates them or separates them from like third place. I do agree, like, what we ever play, I think, puts the, the ball like at Robert Shaw's court because she is more of a favourite. Even if she doesn't win, she could show up. And I think she'd have more of a dawn performance than, say, Tony Storm if she showed up in the Rumble. Uh, some of these guys have Kayla Ria. I could still see her popping up in the women's rumble maybe I would actually I would throw that out but like you've seen even though she's NXT UK women's champion you've had uh, uh, Pete Dunn show up as UK champion in the past in the rumble I should mention about Gary's team I don't I didn't mean to rule him out but if it seemed like that when I was talking about who could catch up to you Dave but given the fact he did also have Kayla Ria with successful title fans that didn't hurt his team and also, if like Rhea Ripley does win the women's rumble, as suggested the last couple of weeks, I think that could do wonders for Gary's team, and also with Drew McIntyre. You know, see him even though we a lot of us are worried that Drew could lose to Goldberg. But mm. yeah, it's been a kind of a two or three between Robert and Colin uh, so far, and like you said, uh, I think it's weird how this seems the Lister's League seems closer to. The sign between the two favourites who's going to win the Lottery League seems closer than the actual league, where the actual league has like a fucking like 30 point gap at the top of it. <laughs> hey, what can I say? It's uh, I put it down to uh, being such a strong performer in past drafts. Like, I've more often than not, I'm usually within the top five, and I've already won a draft in the past before at Royal Rumble season as well. So, can I make it two years in a row uh, for the Royal Rumble season? I think you know it's every chance that it could happen. We'll have to, to wait and see, but. Who you are a team guest this week? We'll go back to, to your team, and we mentioned Bianca Belair earlier, and something that's come up. There was a bit of a contention in our in the draft chat where it was talked about the recent obstacle course on SmackDown this week, and mm-hmm. it has been ruled that Bianca Belair only gets a captaincy point as the official decision from Stephen Wilson. Although it's been argued that given it was an athletic contest, there was a winner and a loser being decided. So Bianca should have gone points for an actual win mm-hmm. uh, over Bailey. Bianca obviously as Bianca's part of your team, and obviously we we don't uh, object to ripping on Stephen Wilson on this podcast. Please give us your your thoughts on this decision that has been ruled. Well, he did originally say no, to which I expected, but then thankfully uh, some good members of the draft said no, that should count. It was advertised and everything. There was a winner or a loser. It happened by the ring and stuff, so it should count. And he did say, okay, we'll give you the points. It did count. So there we go. It does count. To which now David Campbell, because he's got Bailey, I'm guessing, has kind of put his size whatever foot in and is saying that it shouldn't count. I'm sorry. It does count. It should count. It's, it's you guys need to realise the greatness of what I've done. I'm going to overturn this at the Royal Rumble. You you can't hamper me. You can't you can't do your illegal points and your illegal counting. This is my win for the taking. You watch David Hockney. I'm coming for you. Ooh. Yeah, how is 10th place, by the way? <laughs> Nate, you're only going to make this march on your capital building even sweeter, honestly. <laughs> the West can, you make sure, can you make West sure you're full of fruitful? The West End Country Club does not tolerate uh, incitement of insurrection, thank you. Oh, well, eh? Dude, you're not doing yourself any favours with that wanker statement of the week award, Joe. But, Dave, you, I'll get your thoughts, guys. Uh, Dad, I'll come to you first, uh, since you haven't said anything wanker in the last 10 minutes. Uh, what do you think of this decision that has been rendered in regards to Bianca Blair and this uh, obstacle course? I I think it's a tough one. I get the argument, obviously, that they, they got put forward about the we obviously back back in the good old days of Suplex Retweet Extra and me and Ross were absolutely sick, fed up of the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders participating in any golf and basketball matches and whatnot. That, that was never like giving points for winning the competition there was only appearances 
this just seemed like a bit of a throwaway segment to me. So I, I, I get the understanding of a winner and loser that 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 was determined, but to me, it's not a match. It's something that's separate. It doesn't concern me. It doesn't involve anything to do with me, so I don't really care in the same vein. Let them have their petty argument for all I care. Yeah, it's funny how statements like this can really only annoy the people who have, like the people involved in their, their team and everyone else. It's like, ah, oh, I don't care. Let them have the point if they want. When really they know that if it was them involved, they'd be like, no, give me the points, you bastard. But <laughs> I think the issue with it is that maybe statements like this weren't really rules weren't really given about things like this when the draft started and really how could they be because we weren't really sure that they would do things like this but I think I'm leaning more towards if a winner is determined then a point should stand Uh, and I do think Bianca deserves something I mean she had to carry Otis for God's sake that's not exactly Mm. exactly look they started out with a video package of her doing jump rope with her with her hair like impressive enough, that deserves a point in the first instance. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fair, I'm not going to argue for it, but if you're going to give me the point for it, I totally understand why. But she does the obstacle course around the ring, it's advertised as as a match with the full match graphic and everything. She, ha- she wins, she gets beaten up afterwards, but oh well. Is she current? Is she current? Mm-hmm. But it seems like the Official ruling has changed her mind again, so I don't know. But I'll, I'll keep banging on the drum. See if this is what costs me the victory. Honestly, David, I fear for your capital building. <laughs> Hoagies will be flying at the windows. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell you what, if I, win the, if I win the season, I'll give out a free hoagie to all the other draft participants just for being good sports. That's recording. That's that's more beneficial than a final <laughs> quacker for Kevin Owens running the title. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't really take him at his word because David Campbell promised me chocolate for supporting him in the Schmoder on Twitter. I've yet to see any sort of chocolate of any kind. Oh, I'll wait. I'll wait until we all get together in person again. Oh, yes, convenient. Who knows when that's going to be? Cop out. But uh, before we talk about the last couple of members of your team, oh, hey. Uh, I did want to ask, we did say at the start that you returned to the season after a little while away, because mm. uh, I think season two or three might have been your last, last time you competed in mm. the, the draft, and then you uh, came very back. Very first one, very first one. And then you made your dramatic en- entrance into the selection show a couple of months mm. ago, and now you've got the season, but obviously things have probably didn't work out the way you wanted them to. Well, why did you decide to come back uh, to the draft after all this time? Because last year, uh, last year, last season, I was Daniel's business manager, and uh, he lo- he lost his son prick by one point. And, <laughs> and so that had happened. I was about raging and stuff, and so I decided to take matters into my own hands. And I had to follow Daniel Hence the team name for a little endeavor. Had to had to make that business decision, but now looking on hindsight, maybe that was wrong for business because although I picked a good strong team, they've just not been that like shining star in terms of the draft points. So I have made a business decision to remove myself from next season. However, I am going to be in the draft some way somehow. Just watch the space. Ooh. So there you go, good keep an eye. You never know where, where and when Quacky will pop up. He could be the Don Cal's to somebody's Kenny Omega next season. You yeah. never know. Uh, I do get uh, your reasons, Quacky. What I think is quite interesting is like sometimes you pick somebody in the draft, they don't care kind of work for that season, but then they go on to somebody else's team and end up doing well, which is always annoying. It happened to me with Drew McIntyre. And I remember, I think, I believe, Quacky, when you were in season one, you did pick Keith Lee. And this was before Keith Lee had this kind of like skyrocketing thing because like since from season three onwards he's been like one of the must-have picks. I think he's one of the guys rumored to win the men's rumble, and yeah, he did very little when you had him. <laughs> it's story of my life. <laughs> I know. That's uh, what it is. I, I know. It, it happened. 
I, I try and forget about that memory up until now where you just brought it up. Thank you very much. That's why I do. That's why I do. I know. But, you know, last couple of things, it, it does seem to be that some of these, all these people are, there's no bad picks here. But I think it's a case of this was a quiet season for most of them or they, they were getting big points but not the most opportune. The one I'm most disappointed in is Darby Allen. Because mm-hmm. I made him my captain. I, I, I thought, like, TNT champion going to be out every week, doing a, a little skateboard promo here and there every week, come out and defend the damn thing. He's been just sitting up the top, looking at it. I mean, the weeks where Sting was on, he was just looking at Sting. I'm like, do more than that, come on. I know, he's been very disappointing, I can see why, because like, he came out for his way in the week before his most recent title defence, mm. and it says like, champion for like 60 days. So it took the Lazy Bastard 60 days to defend the title when mm-hmm. Cody was out defending everybody week. Mm-hmm. For him, Darby, for him. And then you've got Lorcan and Birch who I feel like they were a couple of, some of the hottest guys coming into the season being part of Pat McAvee's uh, brand. And then they lost that war game. They've sat in the crowd with Pete Dunne for a while. And then they've got this match against Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. So at least they can actually like, make make something of themselves in the last week of the season if they can get the win over Fowler and O'Reilly. Here's hoping, here's hoping. Here's hoping. Uh, Dave, yeah, you guys like what you want to ask Jackie about his uh, team before we wrap up? Not 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 anything to ask. I'll just I'll just add that I think that Quacker's team has just been mighty, mighty unfortunate. I, I just said that Walker and Butch, they've you'd expect more being tag champs obviously Bianca Belair and bless you would want to get more points yes, there are some good names so to speak for a, a team that you expect to perform well but luck just hasn't been on your side my friend mm-hmm. yeah I concur I think you, it's a well balanced team overall but that's the problem it's too well balanced Like, and as I said before you need someone who's going to be a definite front runner to score your big points and I think that's what your team was lacking that was a that was a thing when I when my team was revealed and I was speaking to people they were saying you've actually got a really strong team like this was before any points went out and I was like yeah actually I have because I thought like Alexa would get at the start so many points for appearances and especially because she had just beaten Nikki Cross and I thought they would have gone into a feud or something that didn't materialize Darby Allen we just talked about. Kevin Owens, we go in straight with some championship losses. Um, Bianca Belair, she gets some appearances here, there, and everywhere. Um, Zach Gibson takes a while to get a bit of momentum. Lorcan uh, and Birch, we talked about. So, yeah, it's just one of them. But, hey, I had fun. I had fun. Yeah. But, mark my words, I'm back next year. Not officially in the draft. But you'll see, you'll hear of me. You know, the thing about Kevin Owens is when you picked, you'd have probably been better off if you, points wise if you picked Buddy Adam Pierce and your team yeah. over Kevin Owens. Exactly. Uh, that's the thing about the draft. It's a, it's a cruel mistress, you know. Sometimes you say you've got the a hot pick and then they don't really do anything for you. It's really it's up to fate sometimes. But like you said, you had fun, and that's really the most important thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. I had fun at Saint Stevie. What about points here? What about points here? It seems to be the standard thing in the draft. So I, oh well, I've got my wee battle going on now because I don't know. It's up in the air when I get the uh, win points for Bianca Belair. So let's see what happens. But one thing's for sure: the capital rush on the Hockey Hockey House is getting stronger and stronger by the minute. <laughs> the the KA conspiracy theorists are on they're already ramping up the, K, the KAnon conspiracy theorists yeah honestly the 1st of February is going to be a day of reckoning you watch <laughs> and on that note we're going to say goodbye for the week for Saturday Draft Live we want to thank Kwaku Adji for coming on and uh, talking about the, the struggles of his, his team but he's taken it all in his stride and he's He's clearly had a good time. Yeah. I'm just thinking, what's for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> what is for dinner? That is the eternal question of life. 
but we can't answer that today. I want to also thank my co-host, Jack Graham. Hi, thanks, Rob. And the potential winner of the draft, I'm saying that to potentially jinx them, mm-hmm. uh, David Hockney. Yeah, just hold that thought. I'll be, I'll be back, uh, hopefully, as a two-time winner. We'll see. Uh, I haven't seen so remember to follow uh, SuperLegeReachie on Twitter at SuperLegeReachie, also Facebook and Instagram, or join our Facebook Q&A. So you can get involved in the the listeners' league in future seasons if you so wish. We've uh, got quite a few people signing up for next season. The listeners' league is growing and cultivating, much to David Campbell's delight. Follow, check us out on all good Android podcasting sites: Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. We can find our back catalogue of past episodes of this show, past episodes of our feature show. We had episodes uh, about the greatest Rumble moments. We had an episode sponsored by the Chilp Hotel talking about the last two Blackpool uh, takeovers and next, our next feature show is going to be one year on Drew McIntyre's Royal Rumble win and his subsequent WWE title run and we've got so many other good feature shows in the works we also got our central show every Thursday talking about the recent news and rumours going on in the world of wrestling and sometimes people can spur their ideas like I did with a few faces of Alexa Bliss we also got East Meets West uh, shows like East Meets West coming out every uh, once a month, usually on a Sunday and we've got all shows like the Retro Reviews are set to be coming back very soon I've been speaking to Ross about this uh, check out our YouTube channel so if you want, if you like conspiracy theories with uh, David Campbell talking to himself in a dark room and one time we got Jack on Ah, uh, the, the, I think that was the, I think if I recall it's the, the, the highest watched conspiracy theory and it was called the Conspiracy Theory of a host David Campbell and special guest Jack Graham. There you go. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> uh, quiz Showdown, I am the reigning Quiz Showdown champion, but the state will be on the line at Quiz Showdown 7 Royal Rumble edition coming up uh, sometime before uh, this year's Royal Rumble, maybe even Royal Rumble weekend will be up. And also the Book It Tournament, I believe the semi-finals will be being recorded soon, so Maybe expect those sometime in February. We'll keep you updated on that. But that's all the content we've got going on. And from my panel today, I'll just say goodbye, everybody. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello, guys. Welcome to Quiz Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell. And in the show, you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.